What does life bigger than stuff look like for you? Basically, it's not about what you want to have, accomplish, or achieve, but how do you want to feel? Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. I'm really pumped to be sharing this mini episode with you today because this is a behind-the-scenes sneak peek from me to you directly from my brand new newsletter subscription, Soulful Minimalism. I started the Soulful Minimalism newsletter as a way to do a deeper dive with those of you who don't want to just talk about how to organize your house, but how you can apply minimalism to every area of your life so that you can shake free from things like people-pleasing, or caring so much about the opinions of others. Every week, I send out a different newsletter with a different lesson, a different audio download, declutter prompts, and a worksheet so that you can absolutely make the most of every single week. So what I'm sharing with you today is a sneak peek of the audio sound for the very first week of the Soulful Minimalism newsletter. This is all about how we start to believe life is going to be sort of a fairy tale, or we believe that there are certain things we need to check off. And then that realization when we realize we've checked off all the right things and still don't have that feeling of joy that we thought we would. This is such a good lesson, and I'm so excited to share it with you. If you pause to consider just how long we have been led to believe that our lives will be enhanced with stuff, it's kind of shocking, really. From meticulously making out our Christmas lists as kids to those TV commercials that duped us into thinking as soon as we bought a toy, we would be presented with an endless slew of fun. Or the fact that in every fairy tale we ever heard, basically there was a checklist of things we needed to accumulate. The right dress, the right mate, the castle, boom, happy ever after. Now, I don't ever want to act like the accumulation of a mate a living, breathing human being is the same as accumulating a toy. People are people, stuff is stuff. We know this on a fundamental level, but yet without realizing it, we can kind of lump them all together in one big blur. 
As kids, we went from believing we just needed the hottest Christmas toy to adults who believed there was a list of requirements we needed to accomplish before some make-believe set timeline, and it bordered eerily close to that fairy tale checklist. The right job, the right spouse, the right house, the family. And while I love the fact that times are shifting away from fake lists like this, the truth is there are still quite a few of us who bought into them and forgot to dream about a life bigger than a checklist. I have no doubt that this is why so many people hit 40 and, well, basically freak the F out. They are in the right jobs that they never wanted. They married a person that they don't feel connected to, have a crippling mortgage payment, and a family that they wish they had made more time for, right? Today, I want to encourage you to go back before all of this started. I want you to take your grown-up brain and mesh it with that childlike wonder that you had before anyone was telling you who to be. Now, this is tough because as people, we are told almost the minute we are born who we should be. So ask yourself the question and use your worksheet. What does life bigger than stuff look like for you? Basically, it's not about what you want to have, accomplish, or achieve, but how do you want to feel? This was a concept I started asking myself when I opened up a book called Wishes Fulfilled, written by spiritual self-help author Wayne Dyer. One particular paragraph stood out within the first chapter of his book, and it went as follows. Ordinary is, well, so ordinary. It means that you do all of the things that your culture and your family have programmed you to do. It implies that you fit in, study hard, follow the rules, take care of your obligations, fill out the forms, pay your taxes, get a job, and do what every law-abiding citizen does. And then you retire, play with your grandchildren, and ultimately die. I want to emphasize that there is absolutely nothing wrong with this scenario. It is perfectly fine. But if it were completely acceptable for you, you wouldn't be reading this book or listening to this right now. The reason these words resonated so deeply with me was because for the first time in decades, I couldn't help but feel like someone else was saying, hey, you know those big dreams you had? it's cool that you have them. So do I. So if no one else has told you, my dear listener, if you have big dreams and aren't feeling totally fulfilled with an ordinary life, I get it. I felt that way too nearly a decade ago when I first read these words. Without realizing it, you and I both filled our lives with the checklists, the stuff, the things we thought we needed to have, and never paused to realize that in doing so, we detached ourselves from the bigger dreams we had for our life. Worse yet, we stopped believing they were possible and started aiming to fill the void with the latest bargain deals and home renovations. If you are feeling trapped in the ordinary, Might I suggest, first of all, practicing gratitude for all the things in your ordinary that are absolutely amazing. For example, I love sitting in my ordinary bed, in my ordinary house, with my ordinary dog at my side. I love my simple home, my typical suburban neighbors, and my standard eggs and bacon breakfast with coffee that I just consumed. Don't forget that some ordinary things are truly extraordinary. 
They are amazing and we are so lucky to experience them. And the more we can enhance and gain clarity on the good parts of ordinary that we have, the easier it will be to spot the parts of ordinary that don't feel as fitting. Maybe that's a relationship where you keep letting someone walk all over you. Maybe it's a good job with good benefits and good pay that leaves your soul feeling empty. Maybe it's a car payment for a beautiful car that makes you cringe every time you get in it because you are so strapped for cash. What parts of ordinary aren't working for you? What parts could you get rid of today in the name of detaching a little more from stuff in order to reconnect to your vision for a life well-lived? How do you want to feel in your day? What parts of your daily routine rob you of that feeling? Yes, I know we can choose good feeling thoughts in any bad situation, but if there are areas of your life that take a lot of effort to feel good in and you're having to do it every day, maybe it's time to consider that those are the things that are not meant to be. This week's declutter prompt. Today, go through your home, just being a little more mindful. When you come to an ordinary area that makes you cringe, set a five-minute timer and declutter it. Maybe it's the frustration you feel when you open the junk drawer and it jams up because it's too full. Perhaps it's the damn Tupperware cupboard where nothing has a match and everything is always jumbled. Remember, start by decluttering first. Organizing junk is simply a way of making unwanted items feel more at home If there are things that are not working toward the highest good of your day, take the time to let them go. I hope you enjoyed a little sneak peek from this week's Soulful Minimalism newsletter. And if you want more audio downloads like this to come into your inbox every single week, as well as lessons, declutter prompts, and worksheets that go along with it, just head to the show notes to sign up for the Soulful Minimalism newsletter. It is currently a dollar to get started until Christmas. So if you are ready to take your minimalism game to the next level so that you are transforming your life way beyond stuff, head to the show notes and sign up. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love. Until next time.